This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Network. Eee! Oh, that was annoying. <laughs> 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 not, not, not what we had to say, but the fact that we both at the end of that went. <laughs> My mom said that Squirrels. our last episode, when all of a sudden we went, Wee! both of us at the same time, she said she laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> actual children <coughs> actual actual children excuse me excuse my voice friends <laughs> i've been suffering from a sinus infection <laughs> this has been we like went from we took the weekend off for paracon and then all of a sudden we got hit with the fact that we like had our big halloween party coming up we were like shit i like forgot that my friend was coming into town and it was already wednesday we like had not made plans to record my house was a disaster we were like this is just not gonna work not gonna happen (laughs) not today took that we like so we were like okay we'll do one more weekend and we'll get our shit together Um, but uh, yeah so it's been a little bit of a rough week so we were like, hey, here's the topic. Yay. No episodes. <laughs> no episodes for three weeks. No, <laughs> two weeks. No, but we had weeks. such an but. amazing time at Paracon. Yeah. Hopefully you saw all the pictures. Um, It was just amazing. Yes. I met Ryan Buell. You guys. the best. I said hello to Arnie Johnson. Ah! <laughs> like, first of all, let me tell you a fun fact. I did not know this was Arnie Johnson until later on. It looked like him, but on. I didn't want to go up to him and be like, excuse me, sir. Well, that's... And Are he, you Arnie Johnson? He had a name tag on that said Josh. It had a different name on it. We it were like... It definitely did. Um, is that... Is that, is that who I think it is? It looks like and him. And like, we like saw him at one point signing stuff for someone and we were like, we think that's him, but we don't want to be those awkward people to walk up and be like, are you this person? And have him not be that person. And it was. And it was Well, because him, guys, but. they had a speaker he was speaking at yes. the last minute they added him as a speaker and we didn't get to see him and it was a major bummer yes major bummer came to town that major day. major bummer hit us hard in the middle of paracon because it, lines were so long to see people it became very apparent and we actually funny enough talked to somebody that was working there they like did not expect the numbers that they got that they got they said it it sold out and that was the sold the sellout cap was two thousand people and, and that was for one day that and was, they had to add another day that was for one day they added another day and i'm pretty sure tickets were low when i checked the last time like a week before paracon because i was looking at the descriptions and stuff so it was it was a busy it was a busy 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 freaking weekend in that poor hotel the guy literally said he felt bad for the hotel staff because they like just did not expect that many people and so, like, the room where they were holding all the conferences where people were speaking was just too small. It capped at, like, maybe 100 people max. Yeah. yeah. Like, and With so standing room. By the time we even, we, like, tried to get in line to see Arnie Johnson speak probably, like, 20 to 30 minutes before he was set to speak. And I went to get in line, and they were like, oh, they capped the line at the end of us. There's, like an extra line that's formed in the other room that it's like, if there's any extra room, they'll let those people in first. 
<laughs> and we were like, and we were Ugh. like, oh, okay. And it just like, we were like, if this is how it's going to be, we ended up not watching anybody speak, which was kind of sad. It was really disappointing because I really wanted to see Ryan Buell, but I did fangirl and step right in front of him at the VIP event. We went to the VIP event on Friday and we got to see all of the artifacts early. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which was crazy because we didn't expect that. No, we did not expect that at all. <laughs> and there was Annabelle. We were like, Jeez. yeah, we were like, we were early for the VIP. We were like, with on time. We were yeah, we were literally <laughs> on time and we were probably one of the first like 5 to 10 people into the into the room. Like Yeah, yeah. And we walked in and we were like do 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 and then there was just Annabelle and we were like oh shit. <laughs> and we got to see David Glatzel's toy dinosaur that came to life. Yes. That was so cool. They had a bunch of different artifacts that if you check out our Instagram page we posted all these pictures of they had like um they had uh, there was the mirror there was the pearls. They had... Um, there was a sword there, but they didn't say what that was. Yeah, they didn't say what the sword was. There was, was like a voodoo doll. Yeah, there was... a coffin. That weird freaking, like, um, cult figurine thing they found in the woods in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. That, it was in Sandy Hook. It was in Sandy Hook, which is freaking it was terrifying. even fucking They, weirder. like, found it in the woods and found out that, like, a satanic group had been, like, performing rituals with this idol. And it's, like, this weird carved, like... Freak me out. Horned. They, like, I had just, my obsidian in just my like, hands. Go, I was like, don't go come look at our Instagram. Me, <laughs> but, but we got to, um, like, the, the Warren's daughter was there. Yes. And that was really cool. And Johnny Zaffis's sister. Yes. Which was awesome. She was so, so sweet. So sweet. And then, friends, I awkwardly stepped right in front of Ryan Buell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Macy went you're gonna meet me and just <laughs> literally put herself straight in his path and was like hello stuck her hand out and was like I'm Macy <laughs> I did do that uh, I was not gonna let that opportunity slip away I didn't get a picture with him which was disappointing because we were gonna take a picture with him the next day yep. and buy his book but by the time we got in he he had sold out of his books completely yep. and he was not sitting at his booth anymore. He literally just like disappeared until his panel. He yeeted. He straight yeeted himself out of Paragon. <laughs> he yeeted himself out of Paragon. <laughs> well, by he was oh man, man. Well, I think we want to do like a whole um what's that thing that we do? Minis. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, my brain. I'm like sick. Brain. Almost like a coffee run kind of. Yeah, catch we want to talk about that. We also went to Holy Land, which was so cool. And Patreons, you are going to get lots of pictures. Lots of pictures. One and of Tyler doing a handstand where he should not have been. Where he should not have been. There's literally a big sign that says "Keep Off." And there's <laughs> there's Tyler doing a handstand picture. on it. <laughs> and um, yeah, we think uh. We think we're going to do a mini related to Holy Land. Yes, and because we did that thing again where we went somewhere. And we were like, this just has like, it's like a creepy abandoned place. Nothing bad has ever happened here. And then we left and we were sitting at lunch and I just happened to Google it because I wanted to find pictures of what it used to look yeah, like. Yeah, what it used to look and like. And the first thing that popped up was an article about somebody that was murdered there. And I was like, well, we did it again. <laughs> well, there's that. We like found an abandoned place and just thought it was cool and abandoned. And then we learned it had a really dark history. <laughs> we were like, oops, cool. We want to do a mini about that and like also talk about our experience there. It was really cool. It was really cool. It was a bit of a hike. So anybody who goes out there, make sure you wear, you know, proper footwear. Yes, I was wearing, <laughs> I was wearing boots 
like knee-high boots, not heeled, but like just also not for hiking. I told Tyler I was very happy that I was not wearing my tall boots. I was wearing my combat boots. Yeah, you were. You got lucky. You wore the right shoes. I was, I like, was sweating eh. my butt off. I didn't realize how much of a hike it was going to be. We didn't realize that about the other place either. No, we didn't. So, oops. <laughs> <laughs> don't come with us to explore places we're not well prepared ever <laughs> i had a backpack though this time <laughs> instead of a purse i had my camera a giant <laughs> purse. um anyway guys we're not drinking wine today yes i'm sickly and i'm hopped up on so much nyquil and dayquil <laughs> that i don't think that that would um that would end well <laughs> the entire episode would be macy would be macy going and she just wouldn't be making any sense because she drank alcohol with nyquil and it would just be bad <laughs> it'd just be bad so we have decided to abstain for this episode but guys we're talking about h.h H. holmes i am so excited I'm, I'm just going to let you know right now, this episode, zero murder. Zero murder occurs <laughs> this entire episode. This is part one. This is part folks. one of a two-parter, maybe a three-parter, depending on how much I edit out once I finish my notes for the second part. But So, um, so your, your two-week wait will be worth it because we're going to hit you with like this huge episode and a bunch of minis. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot coming. Um, what we're going to talk about in this first part is like the beginning of his life. <laughs> I'm sorry if you can hear a banjo. <laughs> um, yeah, the boys are playing with a banjo downstairs. Um, it's the, be- it's his like the beginning of his life, how he ends up in Chicago and then the building of the castle. So kind of like what I do of uh, the murder castle. Sorry. Murder castle. Um, <clears throat> So basically what I'm going to do is take us all the way through the murder castle without really touching on like there is a murder that occurs kind of in that area, but I'm going to backtrack and okay. just do all the murders and stuff in one. Okay. Because it got kind of confusing to be like, this is what's happening with the murder castle and this person got murdered and then this is, and I just was like, ah, <laughs> and everybody stop. I'd rather be like, this is where the castle was in, in its completion. Yeah. And that's, and then we're done with that. Okay. <laughs> like I'd rather like put a note in and be like. Just so you know where we are in the timeline, this is this, and then we're going to move on. Okay. We're going to kind of backtrack, talk a little bit about, like, little notes about what happened in the previous episode, and then we're going to move on. Sounds smart. Because, guys, there are some people at the beginning of this, in this first part, you will need to remember for the second part. Okay. So, yeah, let's just dive in. Yes. Um, I loved this quote. It's from biography.com. And so I had to start with it. His name is Herman Webster Mudgett. I always forget that. His name is not actually H.H. Holmes. I don't think he actually legally changed it. Is that Um, just like what he called himself? I think so. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Because I don't think he legally. he This guy is such a fraud. I don't think he legally changed it. <laughs> he just started signing things. He was just like, this is my name now, bitches. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. So Herb, I cannot say this. Herman Webster Mudgett, better known as H.H. Holmes, was a con artist and bigamist who was one of America's first serial killers. I did not know what bigamy was. So bigamy, friends, this is from... Google <laughs> is the crime of entering into a marriage while already being legally married to someone else. At one point, this man has three wives at the same fucking time and none of them know about the others. 
how okay listen i like can't (laughs) function without somebody knowing about it how like you are gonna learn that this guy (laughs) and guys i i listened um on audible to the book that he wrote in prison about his experience and it's a total crock of shit it's (laughs) this guy is like a master manipulator he's it's not true none of it okay and you'll learn actually like everybody's like oh he killed like 200 people no really no false false information (laughs) that henry lee lucas and it's kind of like um 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 um, what's her name from uh louisiana from new orleans madame lalaurie oh where a lot of it was like exaggerated in the Mm -hmm. paper yeah like I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that was supposed in this episode was supposedly found in the castle when he was apprehended. It's not true. Oh <laughs> it's God. Not okay. true. Um, <laughs> and he like leaned into it. Of course he did. He, he was like, mm. he seems like he would be that kind of person. At first he was <laughs> like, no, I didn't do any of this. I'm innocent. And I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, fuck you. That's not true. And you did all of this. And he was like, yeah, I did all of it. And I killed a million people. And blah, 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 blah. And he like went into so much deep- detail. <laughs> he was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going bigger, going home. Yeah. And then they found <laughs> out later that some of these people that he claimed to have killed were very much alive. <laughs> were they really Very alive? much alive. Oh, my God. So this guy is just a piece of shit. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, he was called the Beast of Chicago. Um, and uh, honestly, guys, this is something I found really interesting. The Jack the Ripper case is going on at the exact same time. Was it really? Yeah. Like, I had not put two and two together. I didn't realize those were at the same time. I know. I thought that Jack the Ripper was way before. I did, too. And people are like, I, I told you, remember I told you about that History Channel doc that I was, like, so excited to watch? It's all about how... H.H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper. And it's not true. What? He's not Jack the Ripper. That doesn't... Okay. At that time, airplanes weren't really a thing. No, he would have had to travel by boat. He literally would have had to go by boat. How? M.P. Priestley, back me up here. H.H. Holmes was not Jack the Ripper. Because H.H. Holmes, we're going to talk about this, has medical knowledge. Oh. And what did M.P. Priestley say? Jack the Ripper had none. Zero medical. There knowledge. was only one. There was only one person, one medical examiner who believed that he had medical knowledge. And there was like five others that were like, nah, nah bro. He has none. He just like hacked. He just yeah, like. Yeah. He was just hacking to find what he wanted. Yeah. There was no. No. Yeah. So anybody who tells you that is a liar. <laughs> anybody who's like Jack the Ripper and H.H. H. Holmes are the same person I think, I think that's like one of my favorite things to tell people about now is like to just blow their mind on Jack the Ripper blow their mind because thank that, you M.P. Priestley talking to M.P. Priestley I like it, that whole book is just like everything you know about Jack the Ripper is so wrong it's a lie <laughs> it's like this guy everything uh, I, w- I was like oh the murder castle he had like shoots and doors that open to nowhere it's like the winchester mystery mansion it's not i mean it is but it's not what people say it was oh my god i know nothing about this then okay, okay. bring Ready. this on <laughs> so let me look at his name again herman webster mudget i'm never gonna get that from right here on out i'm going to refer to him as h.h H. holmes that's fine <laughs> accepted <laughs> was born in gilmanton new hampshire on may 16th of 1861 he was born into a pretty affluent family. They were very religious. 
devout Methodists, um, one of their neighbors said that they were upright, God-fearing citizens. The Mudgets were actually some of the first white settlers in that township. Mm-hmm. So, like, very affluent, well-known family in town. Mm-hmm. Um, his father, Levi Horton Mudget, um, was a farmer, sometimes a house painter, and he traded things. There were rumors that he was a violent alcoholic, but there's, like, really not that much evidence of this. It's probably something that just Holmes made up. <laughs> um because he makes up a lot of fucking shit. <laughs> um, and his mother, Theodate. Her name was Theodate. Nancy. Theodate Page Price. Um, she was a stay-at-home mom. Um, some sources said that his mother would, like, withhold food from him when he was in trouble. Again, all of my sources pretty much said he had a pretty normal childhood. So I only had found some sources that said they were abusive. Hmm. Interesting. Just take that as you will. I really think that this guy just had a pretty normal childhood yeah for the most part um like i said a lot of this can't be verified uh he was the third born child so he's the middle child he had an older sister and an older brother and a younger brother and a younger sister wow so he was right in the middle there (laughs) um by all accounts he was quiet well behaved and well behaved um ambitious driven charming good looking um According to, I listened to the Parcast Serial Killers podcast on this. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at the boys. <laughs> I, just, I just hear like one singular bando, banjo string and I can just hear Ryan going, <laughs> Oh, dear God. Oh, no. Um, so I listened to the Parcast Network Serial Killers podcast on. Herman Webster Mudgett. Woohoo! I did it. You proud of you? <laughs> um, and they said that um, when he was younger, he stole small sums of money from neighbors, and then he refused to come clean and made excuses and said all of this stuff was misunderstandings. So from a very young age, he's like it's already manipulative. Very manipulative. Um, according to their podcast as well, I did not find this anywhere else, but he um he might have. Uh, suffered from what we now call a strabismus Um, it's a condition in which the eyes don't line up with one another in other words one eye is turned in one direction that is different from the other eye i didn't see this in any pictures but it's possible that it like maybe corrected itself or something but he never looked people in the eye according to their podcast are there a lot of pictures of him though or are they drawings no they're pictures or paintings okay okay um and the the Cleveland Clinic actually said um, that, like, this physically prevents someone from, like, looking people in the eye. Like, you can't. Um, and it can cause higher levels of social anxiety because you can't f- fulfill um, normal social expectations. Yeah. Um, and so it can cause disadvantages for people in, in uh, developing relationships. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I've never so, heard of that. Um, so many people think that you're untr- untrustworthy or suspicious if you can't look them in the eye. Like, that's a big thing. But it's like, don't you think you'd notice that they have their eyes are like kind of facing in opposite directions and you would realize that maybe there's something kind of wrong with their eyes? I don't know. But that, I'm like I said, I couldn't find that anywhere else. I only heard that on their podcast. So totally giving them full credit for that. That w- I'm sorry. That was from where? It was from the podcast. From the podcast. The okay. podcast network um, podcast. But he was apparently very smart. Very smart. Um, okay. And people noticed this from a very early age. Mm-hmm. Um, he excelled in school, but this often meant that he was bullied by people. 
Yeah. Um, there was a particular group of older boys that would bully him. And there's this story that he actually rec- recounts in his own book himself um, where they had heard rumors that Holmes was afraid of the local doctor's office because he'd heard that there were decaying bodies and like noxious gases in there and like, you know, just like little kids stuff. Like, yeah. they were they were like messing around with him and he was like, oh, that's scary. So they rigged the skeleton in the office and like dragged Holmes in there, like kicking and, scre- and screaming. Mm-hmm. He did not want to go in. Um, and they made him come face to face with like a mounted medical skeleton and like rigged it so it would like kind of come at him. Oh. Um, and they, like the arms were outstretched as if it was reaching for him. So like, can you imagine being a young kid? That's sad. No way. Um, I would have freaked out. He faced his fear, but he was, and he was no longer afraid. He was curious about dead bodies. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. (laughs) You did something terrible. (laughs) Um, And after this, he starts expressing an interest in practicing medicine. Um, He practiced surgery on animals. There's a lot of evidence that he possibly was... uh, experimenting on animals um, uh, animal cruelty bleh. um there's some sources that also say he may have caused the death of the death of a friend as a young child there was nothing more i could find on that but oh again probably a rumor yeah um the house actually where Holmes grew up still stands um what? in gilmanton it's a white paneled house in the center of gilmanton um and there's a, a shingle that's, like, on the outside that says the house was built in 1825. And then across the street, there's a set of similar houses, that, and one of them used to be the Gilmanton Academy, which is most likely where Holmes went to school. Yeah. Um, he graduated high school at the age of 16 in 1877, and he initially took a job as a teacher in Alton, New Hampshire, Okay. but hated it. <laughs> hated it every time he takes a teaching job he hates it every time he tries to do honest work he hates it let's just put that out there oh, okay <laughs> um, during this time he starts um courting a young girl named clara lovering she was 16 as well um there were some reports that said they knew each other previously like from school mm-hmm. and there were other reports saying that they met when he was working on her parents farm um <clears throat> i don't know why he wouldn't work on his parents farm but um and this is a quote directly from clara i always felt he was pleasant in disposition tender-hearted much more than much more than people in general much more so than people in general hmm. interesting um and on july 7th of 1878 holmes and clara got married in secret um at 16 oh my god uh oh the past was maybe such a different 17 time. but yeah um both sets of parents were very, very unhappy with this, but eventually kind of accepted it. Like, we're like, well, what are we going to do now? Yeah, it's already done. Yeah. And Clara was from a well-to-do family, um, and her family actually helped finance Holmes's medical education. Oh. Well, that um, was, n- I mean, that was nice of them, but God damn it, guys. <laughs> yeah, Clara ends up, she gets the short end of the stick. Poor Aww. girl. Um, and he actually worked at a grocery store for a while that was owned by Clara's uncle. Um, and he did not make enough money for them to actually live together, like away from their parents. Yeah. So every day for a year he would, or every weekend, sorry, every weekend for a year, he would walk nine miles to spend time with Clara. 
just to like spend the weekend with her. Listen, I love Ryan, but I don't know <laughs> if I love him that much. I'm I don't know if I'd walk. <laughs> I don't think I'd walk. I walked nine miles in the snow. And for I you. would walk nine <laughs> whole freaking miles. <laughs> I would <laughs> walk not that many more because I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1880, Clara uh, gave birth to their first son, Robert Lovering Mudgett. Um, and Robert, by all accounts, lived a pretty normal life um, and grew up to be an accountant. And later, the city manager um, of Orlando, Florida. Oh, good for him. Interesting. <laughs> Your father's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> during this time, also, Holmes gets an apprenticeship with Dr. Naum Wright. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's N-A-H-U-M. Naum. 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 Naum Wright. Naum. 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 And this is where he learned about dissection. And oh Wright was like a major advocate of human dissection in New Hampshire. Jeez. So like, that's great. Um, at age 19, Holmes enrolled in the University of Vermont in Burlington. Um, and Clara stayed behind while Holmes stayed at a boarding house. Um, and this is from the podcast thing too. Apparently... Holmes like talked to his roommate and said I want you to keep my marriage secret and the guy was like yeah okay as long as you're not like fucking around with other people and then Holmes starts shamelessly flirting with the landlord's daughter and the guy like outs him good uh. <laughs> he was like he's married hey how's your wife honey uh, how's your wife doing <laughs> apparently they did not get along well there the, the podcast network said that they even came to like they got into a big fight because holmes accused his roommate of like using his mustache wax and they like got in a major like fist fight about how this. dare you use my mustache how wax dare you? um <laughs> Apparently, he also, like, set up some sort of, like, weird lab in his room. He would, like, bring stuff back from, like, class and experiment. Um, he just had weird specimens in his room. It was just odd. Oh, my God. Can I have a new roommate, please? Yeah, I'd be like, bah. Um, and like I said, he would often take things home to experiment on and dissect. And he had this morbid fascination with just dead bodies. Um. I heard two. He he left there after one. I heard one year and one semester. So take what you will from that. Okay. Um, I heard he either ran out of money, or he just didn't like the program. Again, take what you will. <laughs> um, but he ended up going back to New Hampshire, and taking a job as a teacher again. But apparently, he was very rough on his students. Um, and the school ended up terminating him not very long after, because. He didn't like, they didn't like him. Yeah. Um, so in 1882, when Holmes was 21, he moved with Clara and Robert to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to become, um, to begin studies at the University of Michigan uh, School of Medicine. Okay. And he enrolls there on September 21st of 1882. Um, just interesting fact. Uh, the University of Michigan um, was the first university in the country to have its own university-owned hospital. Oh, cool. So that's kind of neat. Um, during this time, Clara takes work as a dressmaker 
and she's all also helping him to finance his education. Like she's working while he goes to school. And her parents are helping them. Um, Lord. Um, and Holmes actually like told many people that he felt like Clara and Robert were like holding him back in his life. So he's great. His own child. Yeah. That's nice. And he and neighbors reported constant arguing and um people said that Holmes was actually very violent with her and she was actually seen with bruises and it's just Aww. bad. Um sad. So uh, during his time at the University of Michigan, Holmes started to steal medical cadavers. AKA corpses. Mm, corpses. Nope. Corpses. Nope. Um, from the school to falsify insurance claims. What? He would like cut them up and like claim, like make insure, like they were like fake insurance claims and claim they were dead and he would collect the money. He'd be like, I take this insurance claim out on this person. And then he, that body would show up and he'd be like, oh, they're dead. And then they'd give him the money. How? He also would sell them to competing medical schools for money. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy did not like honest work. This is a terrible he person. He just can't. Um, he also may have been performing experiments on them. Probably. Um, at school, he was a mediocre student, but he ended up um, landing a job at the anatomy lab under the chief anatomy instructor. <laughs> so how bad of a student could you be? Yeah. If, well, maybe it was because, like, he liked that class. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like this class. <laughs> um, it all, he also almost didn't graduate because a widowed hairdresser accused him of falsely proposing marriage. He, like, went in there and was like, oh, I'm going to marry you, and then, like, didn't follow through with it, and she was, like, pissed, so she told the school I would like I put a bunch of question marks. I was like, what? Like you can yeah. literally get kicked out of school for that? Like Oh, how times have changed. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> um But Clara ended up leaving him in eighteen eighty four, just months before he graduated. Good for her. Um there were some reports that said that she didn't see him again until he was a fugitive and then there were some reports that said she never saw him again at all. Okay. So I'm tending to believe because he was like, they're holding me back. That he didn't see them again at all. <laughs> I was going to say, unless he like accidentally ran into them on the street, I highly doubt he saw them again. And then Harper's... Um, You've got this. I believe in you. Sorry. I just was like, why did I put that to you? I've oh, done, okay. I've done that. <laughs> uh, shortly, uh, and this is from harpers.org. I'm not sure if I put this in the wrong place. No, I don't think I did. Shortly after abandoning his wife, he arranged for her to hear in a highly roundabout manner that his memory had been impaired in a train wreck. Wh Why? So that he, like, didn't have to remember them. I don't remember you. I'm not involved in your life. That's not how that works. I... We're going to continue. Clara is very much a part of this story from beginning to end. So just remember. Oh, I'm so sorry, Clara. Poor Clara. You should have run away. Well, she did. Sooner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Holmes graduated from the University of Michigan at the age of 23. And he bragged about what he would do with his life now that Clara and his son were gone. What an asshole. Um, 
he told his classmates that he had all these grandiose plans. There was like an, a, possibly a trip to Africa to do medical charity work. Um, he also said that he was going to like go invent a medicine to like a cure-all medicine. There was all sorts of things. Um, the, even the trip in, to Africa was like announced in the paper. But he did not go on that trip. What? Um, I have so many questions. <laughs> he's just a liar. Like, he lies. Why was it in the paper? Because he put it in the paper. He what? Wanted, I was he gonna, wanted to look successful and wealthy. Egotistical douchebag. Like, wait, let me, like, let me just go to the newspaper and tell them my lie. So they write a, an article that I'm going to Africa, except I'm not actually going to Africa. Like, joke's on you. Like, <laughs> what? Um, but one thing that's interesting, and I want to point this out. He does murder people. Oh, yeah. He does. He is a serial killer. He has multiple victims. Not as many as sources say. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to note that he got all the way through college. And that's not always the case with serial killers. No, most of the time they start pretty young. Yeah, they don't uh, make it through all their schooling usually. And he made it all the way through college. Just crazy. Yeah. But so smart. Um, He ended up moving. And I couldn't tell because... The timeline here kind of gets weird. Um, he does end up moving to Moore's Forks, New York. But at one point, it said that he went home. Um, okay. So I'm not really sure if this was when he was at home or if when he was in Moore's Forks. I'm so- it literally looks like Moore's. M-O-O-E-R-S. Moore's. Mo- but I'm saying Moore's. <laughs> Who named that place? I don't know. Um, (laughs) so whether this was in New Hampshire, Moore's Forks, whatever, I don't know. It's said that we die two deaths. The first after we exhale our last breath. And the second, the last time someone speaks our name. I'm Alicia, host of Dead On, a true crime podcast. Together, we'll honor the victims of violent crime, investigate what makes criminals tick, and shed light on long-forgotten cases. Come on this journey with me. Dead On is streaming now, everywhere you love to listen. But apparently, wherever he ended up right after college Mm -hmm. uh there was a small um a smallpox outbreak um that went through town and he believed he could profit so he started offering vaccines to citizens for 25 cents each um but business was not what he hoped for he ended up posing as an official from the board of health and claimed that the vaccines were mandated by the government oh my (laughs) and so then people started getting them and he started making money what what were the vaccines? They were for smallpox. Oh, they were like actual. No, vaccines. they were actual vaccines. My ass is like, is he just like, in, like putting needles full of water in people? Like what? No, I wouldn't put that past him. But no, these were actual vaccines. Okay. He like went and like did something legitimate, and people were like, Nah, thanks, we're good. And he was just like, I'm from the board of health, and this is mandated. Give me your twenty five cents. Oh <laughs> that's what happened. Um. And like. 
at some point he tried to rent an office that he converted to a lab like i said mm-hmm. he wanted to create this cure-all medicine that like it, it's like an over-the-counter medicine apparently that wasn't really um required to do legitimate medical trials um but this formula never worked out um so he began trying to start a practice in town instead and that didn't go well so like it just seems like he tried to do legitimate things at like some points and it just like didn't work out for him and so therefore he was like i'm gonna be a fraud i say he just like (laughs) he like stuck his toe in the water and went Nah, nah this is easier <laughs> yeah this isn't making me as money as fast as i thought it would i'm gonna go back to scamming the insurance companies um but like i said he eventually moved to um to moore's forks new york um and this is when things start going bad for him and i just want to just mention right now he's still known as herman webster mudget at this point he has not changed his name um i'm yeah. just calling him Holmes because that's easier for me um while he was in moore's forks he um ended up getting some sort of teaching job i think um like i said he had a lot of jobs (laughs) um and he was seen with a young boy who was later reported missing oh and when the um when the police came to him about this he claimed that the boy had moved back to massachusetts and investigators investigators (laughs) investigators believed him and there was no sign of the boy no body so there was no investigation. I, <laughs> Nicole's like, what? There's just like so little effort on the police's part right there. Okay, he moved back to Massachusetts. With who? Maybe you should go check with his actual family and see if they even have family in Massachusetts. Like, they were just if like, he's not okay. there, wh- why do you believe this man? They were what? Like, okay. <laughs> I like, believe you. Oh, he says they're in Massachusetts. His whole, fam- his whole family's like, he's just... He's not here either. And they're like, nobody says he's in Massachusetts, so it's good. It's fine. It's, it's cool, great. man. He's, he's good. Um, so in the fall of 1885, Holmes is severely in debt. He like, he just can't stop spending his money. Oh, my. Um, and he could not overcome this. So he moves to Pennsylvania and gets a job at the Norristown State Hospital in Philadelphia. Um, he quit days later. Oh, my God. Did not like this job. Of course. Um, <laughs> he, and then he began working at a drugstore in town, and a young boy ended up dying from some medicine he had purchased from Holmes at the store. Um, but Holmes claimed no wrongdoing, and there was no further investigation. Like, what kind of medicine? Did it say? He did a lot of stuff. Um, there's a miracle cure that he tries to invent later on that was just water from like the city's water system like uh so what i don't know he either prescribed him something incorrectly or he gave him something experimental Ooh, oh god Um, what an asshole yeah all throughout this time he is also planning um insurance schemes with people he tries to plan one with a friend from college at one point where they bring in a um, gentleman, another gentleman that they knew um, who had a family. Um, and like the third gentleman, the, the third person, I didn't ever hear his name. This is from the podcast mm-hmm. um, podcast. They gave me this information. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third gentleman was supposed to take out a sizable life insurance policy on him and his family. 
And then he was going to send the family out of town. And then he was going to write a suicide note and say that he killed the family before killing himself. Um, and then all three men were supposed to find um, medical cadavers to pose as the family. And then they would all skip town. And then Holmes would come back. This is like a very elaborate plan. Yeah. Holmes would come back posing as um, a relative and identify the bodies. Um, and then he would receive the insurance money. And then they would all divvy it up three ways. I'm telling you, it's very complicated. Yeah. But remember this because it comes back. Okay. This type of a plan. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is very specific. Um, and he realized very quickly that if they couldn't find cadavers that exactly matched the physical description of the family, they would not pay out. So he abandoned this plan and just like skipped town again. Oh my god. He just like when things go bad for him, he just leaves. <laughs> he's just like Bye. He's like, oh, fucked it up here, going somewhere else. Bye. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. I'm eating right out of here. Um, so the years kind of differed, but between eighteen eighty five and eighteen eighty six, um, he calls off this insurance plan and he moves to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now, Chicago was rebuilding after um the 1971 fire mm-hmm. there was like a big fire that swept through chicago and yeah it like leveled everything it was bad but the city was now booming with real estate development and it like a lot of people were coming in yeah looking for jobs so it was a pretty happening place um and this is all during the gilded age and this is from encyclopedia botanica the Gilded Age, because I don't remember social studies from high school, <laughs> no, um, I don't is either. a period of gross materialism and blatant political corruption in U.S. history <laughs> during the 1870s that gave rise to important novels of social and of social and political criticism. So, dear God, okay, <laughs> this is the Gilded Age. Um, when he moves to Chicago, this is when he adopts the alias H. H. Holmes, um, which is Henry Howard Holmes. Okay, That's the full name. Um, and this is probably to run from his debt. Oh, to yeah. be like, Wow, I wish that would I wish that would work today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's why I'm saying I don't think he did it legally. I was going to say, I don't want to pay my student loans anymore. I'm just going to change my name. And according, <laughs> city. and according to Janet Maslin of the New York Times, he chose this name um, in honor of Detective Sherlock Holmes. Which, fuck that. I just facepalmed so hard. I left an imprint of my eyebrow on my hand. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. I just, like cough laughed into my mic. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. Um, it is also during this time he meets and marries a young woman named Myrta Belknap in Minneapolis, Minnesota. She's 24. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Have you ever seen that Minnesota salads that aren't really salads on TikTok? No. She makes like butterfinger salads with like grapes. And she talks like, I'm from Minnesota. And she's so funny. Oh my God, I gotta find that. You gotta find her. She's so funny. Um, but they get married on January 28th of 1887 um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And she was the daughter of North Shore business- businessman John Belknap. 
Uh, she was um, a clerk at a music store, and not much is known about her. Okay. Um, <laughs> poor Clara. Oh, no. Holmes uses the name Mudget one last time in an attempt to legally divorce Clara. And this is two weeks after he had already married Myrta. I, okay. <laughs> he claimed that uh, Clara had been cheating on him in New Hampshire um, and that he alone had been, been caring for their son, Robert, to avoid alimony, which is not true. Um, there was no evidence to prove this, so the divorce proceedings were not completed, and it's very possible that Clara had no idea he even filed for divorce. Wow. They remained married until he died. Oh, no. She, like, couldn't marry anybody else because she was still legally married to Herman Webster. Mudgett. And meanwhile, he just was like, I'm going to give myself a new name and had three fucking wives at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> and, this part, and then this part, I'm only going to mention the first two wives. The third wife is going to come in on the second part. Oh, she says, OK. <laughs> yeah. So there's a third one. She's coming. Um. At this time, Holmes finds work in Englewood, which is a suburb of Chicago, Okay. Um, as a pharmacist at the E.S. Holton Drugstore in July of 1886. He kind of talked his way into the position, and this is when he creates that mineral water elixir, which was actually just taken from the city's water supply. Um, oh, my God. And... Apparently, according to some sources, he like just proved himself to be a great employee and he like was really great and the, and the bosses loved him. But according to the Parcast podcast, that's really hard to say. <laughs> um, he intentionally damaged the business so that he could buy it on the cheap. So I mean, he could have been both. It could have been both. He could have played great employee, but also at the same time, like was doing the damage so that when they when they were hurt, they were going to look at him and be like, okay, he's a great employee. He wants to buy the business. Let's let him do it. Exactly. He, according to their, according to their research, um, he was like stealing drugs and equipment. Oh, good. Um, and he ended up purchasing <laughs> the store from the couple at a fraction of the cost. Um, there were rumors that he killed the first owner. Um, oh. and said that he died of natural causes and that, um, the owner's wife sold it to him and then very, soon afterwards disappeared um and holmes claimed that she went to california but this couldn't be verified none of these rumors are true okay both of the holtons were very much alive when holmes was executed okay <laughs> i don't know where that came from but they were alive they were like there's this rumor but it's it's very false <laughs> um but this englewood this suburb of chicago um was a very hopping place uh, it was just south of Chicago, and it was a major train station. A mm -hmm. um, hundred trains would go through there a day. Wow. And there were nine major railways just from that station alone. Jeez. So people were coming in and out of there all the time. Yeah. Um, But what's interesting is he has this job in Englewood. Uh-huh. But he, he moves Myrta to Wilmette, Illinois, which is 25 miles north of Chicago. Um, so he's like living this life in Chicago and his wife is in Wilmette. Like they don't live together. 
They don't live together like at all. Barely. Oh my. He would go home like a couple nights a week, basically. Um, and this is from the medium.com, a, a quote from Mirta uh, Belknap. In his home life, I do not think there was ever a better man than my husband. He never spoke an unkind word to me or our little girl or my mother. He was never vexed or irritable, but was always happy and free from care. So the H.H. Holmes she knew was completely different. Yeah. Even from what Clara knew. Uh Uh-huh. This guy's (laughs) a literal sociopath. (laughs) And if you can't tell from that quote, they had a kid. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So my thing went away. There it is. (laughs) <laughs> in early 1887 uh holmes purchases a pl- the plot of land that's across from the pharmacy he just purchased mm-hmm. um and this is 601 west 63rd street what becomes known as the murder castle Ooh. <laughs> um he signed Mirta's name to the deed um and eventually altered the deed to say that Mirta's mother lucy owned the property why Oh, you'll find out. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, construction of the castle started towards the end of the year, the end of 1887. Uh-huh. Um, and the building took up most of the block and was a massive construction project. Um, the first blueprints of the property included a small secret room in the back of the drugstore between the second and first floors. Mm-hmm. And it also included a secret staircase hidden behind a trap door where the entrance was in a bathroom on the second floor. Oh, um. <laughs> oh my god this guy's <laughs> such an asshole bring it um, on <laughs> he at some point during this as well buys a large vault on credit he buys a lot of shit on credit oh, and then right. he built a room around the safe um and when the company was like where's our money he refused to pay for it and the company came to repossess it um, he said that they were free to take it as long as they did not damage the building in the process and threatened to sue them if they did. No matter how hard they tried, the company could not remove the vault without damaging the building. So they left it. They just left it. Oh, my God. Um, and he would furnish the building by purchasing massive, massive amounts of things on credit and would never pay for them. Um, and he would hide the furniture in secret rooms or sell it when creditors came to repossess it. Whoa. And he would hire laborers and, con- and contractors to start work only to fire them days later for their shoddy work. And they never got paid. Um, and then he would hire new ones to come in and do the same thing. So none of the contractors or laborers actually knew what the design of the castle was like what the architectural design of it was never knew the only person who knew the designs was him oh my god um and over the next eight years holmes would be slapped with over 60 lawsuits (laughs) and during this time Mirta's mother lucy was liable for all of this the fact that he could just get away with putting her name on that and she didn't know they didn't know. Uh, that blows my mind that that was like a thing that people could get away with. Like, oh, let me just write this person's name on this form and suddenly they're liable for everything I do wrong. Yeah. That they would be mind. like, you bought this on credit. And he'd be like, well, 
my name's not on it. <laughs> yeah. Really oh my god. <laughs> um, and when these lawsuits did rule in favor of the defendant, like of the company, being like, "What the fuck? We want our shit back." Yeah. Um, because Le- Lucy legally owned the property. Um, like Holmes would just sell things and stuff, so he wouldn't. They wouldn't be repossessed. He would just like get rid of them. How, <laughs> how does that work, though? I don't know. Um, <sighs> at the end of 1887, when Holmes was uh, that doesn't make any sense. Didn't I say that at the end of the year? That's when they started stuff. I don't remember. I wrote something weird. But when, <laughs> but when Holmes was 27 years old, um, construction was finally finished on the first two floors of the castle and ends up being a three-floor structure. Okay. And this is when Holmes meets Benjamin Peitzel. Interesting name. Remember him. Okay. Um, Benjamin Peitzel answered a job ad for um, in the paper for a carpenter job. Okay. And... Um, he, arri- he had arrived in Chicago in the fall of 1889. Oh, that might be what I meant to write. Maybe I just wrote the wrong date. At the end of 1889. <laughs> Oops, my bad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, he arrives in Chicago in, in the fall of 1889. Um, he had been traveling the Midwest for 10 years. He had committed petty crimes all his life from larceny to forgery. Um, he drank heavily. He was a he was an alcoholic but he was very devoted to his family yeah um he had a wife named carrie and five children uh desi who was 17 alice who was 15 nelly who was 13 howard who was 11 and wharton who was 18 months old wow remember them they're important noted mental note uh (laughs) (laughs) peitzel um became holmes's right-hand man and partner in crime um, and Holmes was very involved with their family. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, Benjamin Peitzel's important. Remember him. <laughs> uh, once construction was done on the first two floors, um, Holmes placed ads in the newspaper for rooms for rent um, and job ads for young women <laughs> to be his receptionist, pharmacist, assistant, things like that. Huh. Um he also put ads in the paper seeking a new wife. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is when he meets the Connors, who become very important as well. I'm not going to delve into them very much in this part of the episode. Okay. But so far, you have to remember Benjamin Peitzel, the fraud insurance shit, and the Connors. Okay. They're important. Um, during his entire time at the castle, mm-hmm. which isn't very long, he hired 150 women to work as stenographers. Um, and many of these women ended up being his mistresses. So he's married to two women and then, well, and then three women and then also has mistresses on the side. Jesus. Um, and he presented himself as a wealthy and successful doctor, which was not quite the truth <laughs> no <laughs> um in 1888 Myrta gives birth to their daughter lucy theodate holmes um and she is named after Myrta's mother and this is when they start hearing that the world's fair 
is going to be happening in Chicago. Okay. Um, and the World's Fair was a cultural and social event to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Columbus's discovery of America. And that's from CrimeMuseum.com. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, because we don't celebrate that anymore. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shun. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> um, and the castle actually, his, Holmes's castle, was only a few miles from the fairgrounds. And he thought he could capitalize this. So in 1882, he enlists a bunch of um, investors to help him begin construction on a third floor Hmm. of the castle. But the third floor is never really finished. It never really gets completed. It's just there. Yeah. And in 1883, the Columbian Exposition, um, which is the Chicago World's Fair, Mm -hmm. in Jackson Park begins. Um, 27 million people attended the fair between May 1st and October 30th of that year. Wow. Um, and 46 different countries participated. Jeez. It featured invention. Uh, it featured ooh, inventions from the Ferris wheel to the dishwasher. Had um, food and games and all sorts of stuff like that. That's crazy. Um, but according to reports, lots of people go missing during the World's Fair. Really? Lots of people. 50% of the police force were actually tasked into looking into missing persons reports from people who had gone missing at the fairs. At the fair, sorry. Because communication during this era was so difficult, most families didn't even realize their loved ones were missing until it was too late. You'd be like, I'm going to go to Chicago. I'll write you when I get there. And then you never get a letter. And you never see them again. And you never see them again. Oh, that's terrifying. Um... So, just fun fact about that. Now we're going to talk. We're coming towards the end here, folks. Um, we're just going to talk a little bit about the supposed castle. Okay. And then next week we will get into the actual, into yeah. the actual meat and potatoes <laughs> of this thing. The meat. Um, it was three stories, like I said, a uh, hundred hundred total rooms. The first floor was all shops. There was a pharmacy, a barber shop, a jewelry store, a restaurant, and a blacksmith shop. All okay. on the first bottom floor. Second floor were supposedly 35 rooms designed as killing chambers. That's what that's. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that. Uh, the third floor was rented rooms, some legit businesses, and Holmes's room and offices. And then there was also a basement, which is also icky. Oh, um, boy. So this whole building, but mostly the second floor, was equipped with, and this is from Botanica.com, equipped with secret passages, trap doors, soundproof rooms, doors that could be locked from the outside, gas jets to asphyxiate victims, and a kiln to cremate, cremate the bodies, according to reports. Uh, like I said, there were staircases and doors that led to nowhere. Apparently, there was a greased chute that led to the basement for quick body disposal. Um, and like they said in that quote, um, there were rooms lined with asbestos for soundproofing. There's actually a story where he made one of his employees go into that vault and he locked it and made them scream to see how soundproof it was. Oh, my God. And so there's that. Um. And this is from All Things Interesting. I couldn't find this anywhere else, but I thought it was interesting. All Things Uh Interesting. Um, (laughs) 
All of the doors and some of the steps were connected to an intricate alarm system. Whenever someone stepped into the hall or headed downstairs, a buzzer sounded in Holmes's bedroom. Interesting. Uh, Creepy. His office was also said to have a master control panel that had gas lines that led to airtight sleeping quarters. So he would turn it on or he would go to their room, lock the door from the outside, turn on the gas lines and asphyxiate them. According to reports. Oh, Um, (laughs) the basement was also icky uh it had a stretching table like medieval stretching stretching table nope um yeah oh that's so gross but there were also like lime they they said there were lime pits a um god where did i put that i felt like i had it maybe i deleted it maybe I probably did. <laughs> um, but there was like reports that in this basement, there was like a table, like a medical table covered in blood. There were bones found down there. Some of them were animal bones, but some of them you couldn't be determined whether they were human or not. <sighs> um, there was a lot of creepy shit found down there. There, were, there was a kiln from some of the reports. Um, God. Yeah. Again, what is exaggerated and what is not. Yeah. This guy is a master manipulator and liar. Just point blank, flat, end of the day. That's that. That's true. They were like, they were like, there were vaults of acid and there were these lime pits so that he could dissolve the skin off of bodies. And like, and he supposedly what he was doing was killing people in the murder castle and stripping them of all of their flesh and selling the skeletons to local medical colleges. Oh my God. Supposedly that is what he's doing. Um, I just want to put this out there. There are some reports that say he killed up to 200 people. He confessed to killing 27 people. It's thought that he only killed about six or seven. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Next time. Next time on H.H. Holmes, our part two. We talk about murder. We talk about the murders. <laughs> yeah, because um, the mit- the mistresses become important. Um, Benjamin Peitzel and his family become very important. Okay. Yeah. There's and the insurance insurance scheme that I talked about a little earlier. I'm curious. Becomes important. I'm curious. Curious. I'm curious. See, this was about an hour, and I'm telling you, the next part is going to be like over an hour. <laughs> oh, I was like, I just want to get done talking about the murder castle, like, like the construction of it. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in between there. It just gets confusing. It's better to give the layout. Yeah, here's the layout, and then be like, this is what happened. During this time. During this time. Yeah. Because, like, his whole beginning life, it's pretty, like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. But then once the murder castle happens, it gets kind of confusing. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, so th- this is ha- this is happening. And, and then this is happening, too? Oh, okay. <laughs> At the same time. All right. Oh, shit. Okay. Got it. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That's crazy. I can't wait to hear about this. I don't... I... It's funny because as you were talking about it, I was picturing the episode of Supernatural 
where it's like I think it's in the first I think it's either the first or the second season where they have the episode where they stay in the supposed murder castle. It and doesn't stand anymore. There is a uh, a USPS. It's like built it, over it now. It's like or the where it stood. the building that was built like directly next to where it used to stand. And now his ghost, Still like, post hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the, it ta- the whole episode, that was like, well, I mean, for people that have ever watched Supernatural, they, like, go and stay, and one of the one of the younger girls that they, like, know from a friend is like, I want to be a hunter, and, like, goes there, and there's, like, a whole scene where she gets locked in her room, and she's gassed and, like, dragged into the walls of the house by the creepy ghost thing. And it's supposed to be like H.H. Holmes' ghost and stuff. But, yeah. They and also in um, American Horror Story Hotel, Evan Peters' character in that is supposed to be H.H. That's Holmes. right. That's just right. It's, he's based off of H.H. Holmes, yeah. But <laughs> that's not really true. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! I was like, I'm going to learn about the murder castle. I'm so excited. And then they was like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably no truth to that oh that hurts my soul a little bit it makes me sad i mean i'm sure they found the bones and i'm sure that there were <laughs> i mean there it, were certain things it makes me a little sad that it's not that crazy but it's also probably a really good thing that it wasn't that crazy <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so we're, we're both like oh sadness the murder castle didn't exist I mean, it existed, and it was, and there were weird. It was obviously weird. Yeah, but as as far to as the like killing, of- like because people were like, oh, all these people went missing. They were traced back to the murder castle, and like the hotel part was never actually completed. Yeah. So like, where are these two hundred victims? Yeah. There are weird instances where like somebody would go missing, and he would sell a skeleton not very far after. Oh my god! I can't wait to hear about this. But. <laughs> Those are people that are ver- he ver- like have been verified that he murdered. Yeah. So huh. it's a very strange story because he's really just a big fraudster. He's really just a con man. That's crazy. Who like murders. And everyone's too. like, AJ Tomes, America's first serial killer. He's so I mean, he is. terrible. <laughs> he blah, killed blah, like blah. seven people. <laughs> they just like make him seem. He's like the boogeyman. Almost worse than he really is he was just kind of an asshole honestly killed he people. killed for his own <laughs> means yeah he killed people literally to because make money he just that but also because like they became uh like a nuisance yeah yeah well when we talk about it later on he'll like it just people become like just like a bother a bother yeah yeah he's just like i just don't want to deal with this anymore and so he kills them because they know too much Fucking hell, there'd be a lot of dead people if I did that. <laughs> you bother me. <laughs> like, there would be nobody left in the entirety of this planet. <laughs> like, well, shit. That's hilarious. So, anyway, guys, that's that. And next time we will come out and come at you with some wine, actually. I know. We'll My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sickly. Oh, it's okay. I'm a sickly person. And we've got some minis coming up. We'll have some mixers. And- Guys, we are going to take a short break around Christmas time. We're just going to warn you about yes. this now. 
We'll, um, we'll probably prep some minis for you to give you here and there, but it's not going to be anything super grand. I don't think we're really going to do a monthly topic other than just like mini month again. Yeah, yeah. Just because um, last year we got really busy around the holidays. And so overwhelmed. We were so overwhelmed. <laughs> and so this year we just decided to give ourselves the time. And, you know, you guys deserve the time too. Yeah. Go spend your time with your families. So kind of after Thanksgiving, things are going to slow down down a little bit it, and it, like you'll still get content but it's just gonna be it probably like minis. starts in september and doesn't slow down till mid-january <laughs> i was thinking about this and i was like ryan's birthday is in september then we get to october we have tyler's birthday and halloween mm-hmm. then we get to november it's your birthday <laughs> thanksgiving it's my sister's birthday um and it's ryan's niece's birthday too and then um we get to fucking december it's christmas my sister's birthday is in december (laughs) and then we hit january and it's my birthday your wedding anniversary (laughs) there's just just, a lot going on it just like doesn't stop so it feels like every weekend we are just running around like chickens with our heads cut off so december will be a little bit of a step back we do have some plans to do some revamping and kind of touching up of things here and there and You'll start to see Pod Moth being advertised everywhere. We had our few. We know that you heard your first advertisement in this episode for the lovely Dead On podcast. If you have not listened, you should because Alicia is amazing. I she's does wonderful things. Her TikTok's great. Like just go. Yeah, check, go follow just, her TikTok. Go check out Dead On because I'm like, can great. I have a TikTok like this? Because I'm like, we could barely do that one video. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like fucking like five days just to edit one video. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna hear like the the music to oh the i was like, like seconds. I, you said you can't hear me and i was like wait what no because <laughs> i was i was just by the computer um i forgot to like when we record i usually mute the thing that has our our music yeah and i hadn't and i was like oh we're getting close to that <laughs> where it's just like stopped in the middle of the episode so. oh anyway uh, nicole where can they find us, girl? Oh, guys, are you ready for this list? So, uh, first and foremost, please check out our Patreon if you are willing to help us out. Um, if you sign up, it is either one or two dollars a month based We're cheap on the dates. tier you choose. We are very cheap dates. Um, you get certain perks based on the tier. If you head over to patreon.com slash buzzkillers podcast, you can check all that fun stuff out. Um, as of right now, we are kind of picking up the pace on what is available on Patreon. Um, <laughs> I think that is the cat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. We can hear things outside the door. <laughs> um, but check that out. There's some exclusive photos on there. We've been planning some exclusive episodes that are coming up. Um, it is worth the time and all of your money we are putting towards pushing this podcast into the world we've been doing some advertising we are going to be using it to get new equipment all these kinds of things every dollar you give us just goes straight to bettering this podcast for you and making it a better listening experience for you yes Oop, i just hit my mic <laughs> um and then if you want to check out our social media we are on facebook instagram and tiktok at Buzzkillers Podcast. We're finally on TikTok. Yay! Yeah, we have two things on TikTok, guys. <laughs> Go check us out. 
<laughs> we have more plans coming up for that. We finally have figured out the TikTok. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that it took us forever. I like put up the video. They immediately were like, bitch, you can't use this music and like copyrighted it and like took out <laughs> half the sound. And I was like, motherfuck. It took me so long. I was like, son of a bitch. I had to like take the whole thing down, re-edit the whole video. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to figure out TikTok. I figured it out. I'm proud to say I figured very it out. I'm very proud of you. It took me forever. I was not helpful. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just like, I was like, I You have the computer. I have the I computer. Like, well, I was trying to be, I guess it's my millennial brain, but I was like, how do I do this on Google? And Google was just like, not helpful. And like, oh. it was like, some people like to edit on TikTok and some people use programs. And I'm like, okay, but what programs do they use? How do I do this? <laughs> I was like, does, do they do this? Like, how do I do this? And I was trying to use iMovie, which was a piece of crap. Never use iMovie. Dear God. <laughs> I like ended up finding a pretty good video editor that was, that was like $30. Oh. And so I just bought it. I was like, I'm going to use this. Like, I, it's worth it. Has way more features than iMovie. So I was like cool done awesome <laughs> awesome but <laughs> it took me forever and i finally figured it the hell out um rant over anyway <laughs> <laughs> um we are on twitter at buzzkillers pod at buzzkillers pod um <laughs> i forgot that that's my job <laughs> it's okay um we are also on youtube which if our revamp hits the right way, it's going to also get a giant overhaul. So bear with our YouTube. If you want to find it, go hop into that little search bar and type Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it will pop right up for you. Hit that subscribe button. When we get to so many subscribers, we can customize our URL. You don't have to search for us anymore. It'll be so much better. Um, Yes. If you were interested in listening to us, we are all over the place. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, slash Audible. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Pandora. And most importantly, we are on our host plat- platypus. I almost said platform. What's wrong with me? I insulted the platypus. We are on the host platypus Podbean. They are great. Um, and then, of course, we have our very own handy dandy website, buzzkillerspodcast.com. Buzzkillerspodcast.com. <laughs> um, if you head on over to the website, you can check out a little bit about us. Um, there's a whole page of all the wines that we've tried. There is, um, a, there is actually an option to listen on our website if you would prefer that method. Um, there is also a lovely contact page where you can go and send us a message, tell us about anything you want to tell us about. Um, and if you don't want to use that direct contact page, we are buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Send us some love. Send us some love. Send us some stories. Send us anything. Send us topics. Send us literally anything. Just be like, hey, bitches. Bye. <laughs> I'll be like, sup, bitch. Yeet. <laughs> yeet. <laughs> what if we just sign all of our emails with yeet? Yeet. <laughs> yeet. Macy and Nicole. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Anyway, guys, to, please go on to any platform that you listen to us on and leave us a review. Please. Yes. All of your reviews help us to get seen by more people. Like, subscribe, anything you can do. Um, we really appreciate it. And like, you know how much we love you guys. We just can't even, <laughs> we can't even express how much we love you. Um, Seriously. But though. any, any comment or any, you know, review that you leave helps push us out into the, the pod verse. Mm-hmm. It helps so. us better ourselves and it helps us get our name more 
heard. Out, more out there. I guess. That's bad grammar. <laughs> but. <laughs> you know what we mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, guys. We'll be back at you with a mini next week. Yes. And then part two of. H.H. H. Holmes. Possibly a part three. Possibly a part three. I'm going to try to keep it to a part two. <laughs> I'm really going to try. That's uh, okay. If we hit him with a part three, it'll be like a little bonus. We'll be like... It might be like a mini. <laughs> um, oh, I like that. Everything that I can't fit in in this hour is going to be It'll just be, be like end. a bonus mini that we can like drop a little later on in the week. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It won't be like a full Sunday episode, but it'll be like a Thursday be like, by the way, here's the last part of this. He. By the way, here's the last 30 minutes. <laughs> by the way, here's the wrap up. Like, hope you didn't freaking go nuts waiting for it. <laughs> There's all these people like ripping their hair out being like, why have you done this? There's just so much information. <laughs> and I watched like four documentaries and listened to the podcast <laughs> and have like 800 articles that I read. And like, I listened to that book that he wrote. And like, I, every time you talked about it, I felt like you, you were just like, oh my God. And I found this documentary and then I found this movie and then I found this other documentary and then I found a series. And you were just like, you really kept finding things. Every five seconds you had something new. I was like, holy shit, she's drowning. I'm drowning. I, I, I was <laughs> like, how am I going to figure this out? Because like, I don't even have notes for like the whole thing yet. Like, it's crazy. I got up to a certain point and was like, this is an episode. I this is a full episode. Wish. <laughs> I'm going to stop right now and let my brain com- compartmentalize. And ladies and germs, this is why we ask for your help when we, when it comes to like pushing our name, giving us reviews. Because the more out there we get, it would be great if one day this could be like our thing. Our thing. Like I our could spend thing. all my time just doing research and bettering these episodes and like giving you the deep dive deep dives you deserve. But, uh, the, yeah, because that's what I want. When I, I listen to a podcast, I want to know every yeah. single date, every detail, every this and that. And so like I try really hard to make my podcast as information yeah. heavy and as fun as possible. And I know you do the same thing. Yeah. And so it gets tough when like you know real life gets in the way i would say we're both still adjusting to having this like actual normal eight to five job and yeah we you know we're constantly busy and we're constantly on the move and <sighs> we'll get there we're getting there forget the friends and we appreciate y'all yes we love you so much like we said listen next week and i hopefully won't sound like this next week. <laughs> um but we thank you for your patience these last two weeks. You guys knew about, obviously. I say we planned Paracon and then we didn't and then plan we well. Did not, we did not think about that. Uh, that was a little, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. We are not perfect. When are we going to have time to record this? Never. Literally, it was like Wednesday and you were like, when are we going to record? And I just looked at you and, you, looked at you and went. I don't think we can. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I, like, I don't think we're going to have to. I really don't think we can. <laughs> yeah. And so we just were like, let's just give it one more week. And honestly, if I had not felt better, we might not have gotten anything else oh, this week. We were like, I talked to, I, we were texting earlier and I was like, we can record over Zoom if we need. And we can like, I was like, we'll do it with these microphones and we'll record over Zoom and I will have to do the editing. I was going to like struggle my way through it. I was like, we're going to do this. <laughs> I wouldn't have made you do that. I would have made myself do that. Because my computer's shit. It wouldn't have worked. Well, that's the thing. Is like I was like, I don't even know if she can zoom me from that computer. I can, I can zoom you. Okay. But it would have been terrible quality. It's okay. If you had the USB <laughs> mic plugged into it, that was all I could think about. was like, if you could get that mic plugged in. 
Oh, do you have the other one at home? Yes. Because oh. I, I had to keep both of them. So I was, like, I was like, oh, we, I was them. like, I forgot we about use that. the USB mics. I was like, I was like, we're going to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's good. But we are here and we are together and we are recording. And yeah, <laughs> and here's your episode. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.